If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. and opinions expressed on my story living with lupus podcast represents each person's individual experience by listening to this podcast or reading our blog you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others as always Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, June 26, 2020. Today's episode is about transgender and transsexual women's health. Hey, I got a question for you. Do you think it's possible for a transsexual woman to get lupus? You'll find out in this episode. You know what I want you to do. Come on, come on. Yes, from the United States all the way from Bahia, Brazil. That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea. And to those who are listening late at night, you know I appreciate you. So grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on My Story, Living with Lupus. The Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness, giving hope and empowering those who suffer with chronic illness. See one, reach one, educate one to empower the masses. You can contact the foundation at 313. 313- Three zero three nine two one seven, or visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash cemphfoundation.com. 
This is a 501c3 organization. No one should live in lack. All contributions are tax deductible. Thank you for joining me on this Friday, June 26, 2020. Today we're talking about transgender health care and is there a possibility that transsexual women can get lupus from HRT therapy? We'll find out. So let's get started. You know, um, society has its way of excluding those who do not fit into what is considered the norm. But what really is considered the norm in this society, which we live, because what may be normal to you may not be normal to someone else. Now, for me, the ideal of norm means an all-inclusive society where there exists health care along with health care coverage for everyone, regardless of your sex preference, your color, your socioeconomic background. The norm for me would be quality of care from physicians and hospitals. The norm for me is not having an insurance company dictate to an individual or to their physician what services you can or cannot receive. You see, you have individuals who have no medical degree at all dictating to doctors and patients on what the doctor can do when it comes to your health care. Now, this brings me to a point. The LGBTQ groups sue the administration over transgender health rollbacks. Now, don't you think or does society think that the LGBTQ group get sick? Don't they have chronic illnesses like anyone else in society? Don't they deserve quality health care from not only physicians but hospitals? Don't they deserve 
to be treated with dignity when it comes not only in their everyday walk of life, but in in healthcare realm. Don't you think they deserve not to be discriminated for what they believe or how they dress or how they look or what they call themselves? Let me say this. My podcast is an all-inclusive podcast. It makes no difference to me if you're black, white, green, purple, um, gay, lesbian, straight, um, non-binary, transsexual. It doesn't matter to me because I don't discriminate based on the fact that I know how discrimination feels. So let's get into this. A group of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender advocates and clinics filed suit Monday to stop the administration's rollbacks of federal health care discrimination protection for transgender people. A coalition of clinics filed the suit in U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia after the Department of Health and Human Services announced on June 12th that the government would take a narrower interpretation of sexual discrimination under the Affordable Care Act. Everyone deserves easy access to health care and health care that is respectful of who they are. Now, in 2016, the HHS ruled that patients under the Affordable Care Act were protected from sexual discrimination based on gender identity, which included male, female, neither, or a combination of male and female. But a new administration rule limited the language to only apply to the word sex. HHS said the change would would save hospitals and insurers $2.9 billion in unnecessary regulatory burdens over five years. The new rule means those regulated entities wouldn't have to send patients and customer notices about non-discrimination practices. The agency stated the Human Rights Campaign 
also said it planned to sue the administration for the rule change. LGBTQ individuals get sick. LGBTQ people need health care. LGBTQ people should not live in fear that they cannot get the care they need simply because of who they are. The organization's president, Alfonso Davis, stated, it is clear that this administration does not believe that LGBTQ people or other marginalized communities deserve equality under the law. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that LGBTQ employees were protected under civil rights law from being fired from their job based on their sexual orientation. And this was reported in UPI. Listen. When you live in a society where individuals can dictate to people who can get get care, who can get coverage, who can't, it's time for us to wake up. We're all human beings. You know, um... It's sad, you know, the LGBTQ community fight each and every day, just like those of us in the, with chronic, living with chronic illnesses. They are human beings just like we are. They fight I can't say harder than we do, but they go under-recognized and under-appreciated for their services in this society. And you may agree with me and you may not. I really don't care. But they're fighting just like those of us who fight each and every day to bring lupus awareness about to get the word out there also. They fight each and every day for their right for health care and to be covered under health insurance. It is totally wrong. I don't believe in separating individuals within this society. We truly need to start supporting one another, whether you're black, white, green, purple, 
gray, gay, straight, bi, transsexual, whatever. We need to help each other in this fight for quality care and health care coverage. Now, when I return, I'll discuss what I found out from my research, what the biggest concerns of the community is re when it comes to health care. So stay with me. Feel a Calgon moment. Yes, take me away to Bed, Bath, and Beyond. That's right, it's a Bed, Bath, and Beyond giveaway to find out what you have to do to win this Bed, Bath, and Beyond gift card. You have to stay tuned to the end. So stay with me if you would like to receive a Bed, Bath, and Beyond gift card. You know, it's very important for everyone in society to understand the issues that everyone goes through within health care, okay, transgender people can have multiple unique health care needs. Transgender is an umbrella term used to capture the spectrum of gender identity and gender expression diversity. Gender identity is the internal sense of being male, female, neither, or both. Gender expression, often an extension of gender identity, involves the expression of a person's gender identity through social roles, appearance, and behaviors. Now, many health concerns that transgender people face are due to minority stress, which is characterized by negative social attitudes and disapproval, which is social stigma toward trans transgender, excuse me, people. Abuse, harassment, neglect, rejection, or unfair 
treatment, discrimination of transgender people. Internalization of social stigma, turning it into negative attitudes and thoughts toward oneself. Internalized stigma. And I'll give you an example. Minority stress is linked to transgender people seeking out less preventive care and screenings than that of cisgender people of similar ages whose gender identity and expression match the sex they were assigned at birth. This difficulty finding a doctor with expertise in transgender care or fear of discrimination in a health care setting. In addition, because of minority stress, transgender people are at risk of emotional and psychological abuse, physical and sexual violence, sexually transmitted infections, viral hepatitis, and HIV, and substance misuse, mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. Now, no one that's living in this country should have to go through that. Seriously, no one. Now, I know for a fact that I have some binary listeners. But for those of you who are transgender persons, don't avoid seeing a doctor out of fear or a negative encounter. Hey, um, I'm not transgender, but on a daily basis, if I needed to go to the emergency room, the first thing that they will see first in me is the color of my skin. And the second is they think that I'm either a drug addict or that I'm just seeking um, pills to sell out on the street. So don't let that stop you from seeking health care. To find a doctor with transgender expertise. Check out the website for the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. Once you're talking to your doctor, be honest. Share your gender identity. Tell your doctor about any medicines you 
take or have taken any surgeries or procedures you've had and any associated complications or concern. Talk about any stress, discrimination, anxiety, or depression you're experiencing and how you cope with it. Also tell you, dear doctor, if you're sexually active, the more your doctor knows about your health history, the better the doctor will be able to help you. Now, what I really want you to do, get screened. Now, even though the experts recommend that you take steps to protect your health based on your anatomy, regardless of your gender identity or expression, age-appropriate screening for cervical and breast cancer is a must. Age-appropriate screening for prostate cancer is a must. Age-appropriate screening for colon cancer is a must. Age-appropriate vaccinations, if you believe in those, do that. Screening for mental health conditions. Do it. Screening for substance abuse. Do it. Screening for HIV. Do it. Screening for hepatitis. Do it. Let me tell you this. Before I was diagnosed with Lupus, don't you know they screened me for everything? I got screened for HIV, hepatitis, everything up under the sun because lupus mimics so many other conditions. So go ahead, do it, get screened. Who is the most best advocate for your health, and that's you. Do it. Now, HRT therapy, hormone replacement therapy. Is there a possibility that transsexual women can get lupus or show signs of lupus from hormone replacement therapy, you'll find that answer out like I know you've been waiting when I return. So stay with me. Okay, I'm going to give you some transgender medicine terminology that you may hear me use um, in this segment. FTM, female to male. The definition, 
assigned female sex at birth with female anatomical reproductive organs has gender identity of man. MTF, male to female, assigned male sex at birth with male anatomical reproductive organs has gender identity of a woman. Surgical affirmation therapy, which is any surgical intervention that aids transgender persons achieve anatomical concordance with identified gender. Hormone affirmation therapy, hormone treatment that helps transgender persons achieve levels to those of identified gender, either taking oral estrogen and spironolactone for transgender women. Neo-vagina, surgically constructed vulvo-vaginal area in transgender women meant to resemble a vagina. Okay? Now, when I said spironolactone, it's better known as aldactone. It's a potassium-sparing diuretic. Now, when we're discussing can transsexual women get lupus from HRT meds? We have to think, um, well, let me put it this way. When I was doing the research, I was trying to find out, and I even called my rheumatologist, and I asked my rheumatologist, is it possible for a transsexual woman to get lupus from taking HRT, hormone replacement therapy? And my rheumatologist, I stunned my rheumatologist. And he said, Susan, I don't know. My training is not in that. But I said, you are a rheumatologist. So putting all of that aside, if I was to take hormone replacement therapy as a woman, natural woman, would it trigger my lupus in any kind of way 
to react in a flare or what? And he could not answer. But when it comes to autoimmune diseases, we know that systemic lupus erythematosus is an autoimmune condition um, that's predestined for women of childbearing age. And um, it's, this. how can I put it? best way I can put it that this gender predilection has been thought to be due to the autonomy enhancing effects of estrogen and prolactin via their effects on B cell mutation selection and activation. Short-term hormone replacement in postmenopausal women has not been shown to increase the incidence of autoimmune disease. However, there are case reports of transgender women with no known predisposing autoimmune factors who developed SLE with cardiorespiratory and renal involvement after long-term estrogen therapy. Disease severity may be greater in this population because of biological men have been shown to exhibit more severe systemic manifestations of SLE during flare-ups. Now, one case report describes significant improvement of cutaneous lupus in a transgender woman after initiating testosterone treatment, which possibly indicates a protective role of androgens in lupus. Additionally, a case series highlighted the development of systemic sclerosis, which is another female predominant autoimmune disease and three MTF patients after initiating hormone therapy. So there it is. Now, I'm sitting up here, and I'm still baffled by this, and no one can answer it. I couldn't find it under research. Is there a possibility that the transsexual or transgender, I hope I'm saying that right, and I hope I'm not offending that community. Is it possible that 
they could have had all the signs and symptoms as a man before they transitioned over to a woman. Could they have already had the signs and symptoms of lupus before the transition? Or was it after taking hormone replacement therapy, the um, hormones somehow broke the immune system down and caused, I'm going to say it like this, a drug-induced state of lupus for transsexual women. Is that a possibility? The research is limited, and I don't know why, but it is. And um, the best thing for the medical community, what, what you could do is learn more about the transsexual women and transgender community. So just in case... If they are feeling the signs and symptoms of lupus, that you will be there to help. You know, it would be in the best interest of science, you know. Um, Like I stated, we all are human beings, look. We all are. And no one particular group should be excluded from another. It is common knowledge that the longer you live, you are more susceptible to wind up having something. Either it be heart problems, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes. But there is also a possibility that the medication that not only the transgender community takes and the transsexual women take can cause other side effects that no one is paying attention to. Just like with some drugs that are taken to control the side effects with lupus. Just like when I was taking hydroxychloroquine, better known as Plaquenil, um, I had retinal toxicity, you know, in my eye. I still have it, and um, it caused damage to my eye. So there are side effects to anything that we take. But I had been researching, like I said, and researching, and I asked my rheumatologist these questions regarding transsexual women. And he didn't know, but he said I raised very good points on this. And... um I think I convinced him to go back and and do some research himself just in case 
he has a transsexual patient and you're trying to figure out what is going on with the patient and they're showing signs of um, signs and symptoms of lupus. And then you could put two and two together and say, did the patient hormone therapy? What type of hormone therapy was the patient on? It's something that science needs to go further into. Um, The lupus community needs to find out more so that we can all help one another and not exclude anyone out because lupus does not discriminate. It hits all classes, all race, all socioeconomic backgrounds. It does not discriminate, but we do need a cure. And I'm trying to not only educate the lupus community, I'm trying to educate everyone. And to my listeners who are in the LGBTQ community, the transgender community, non-binary community, the transsexual community, I'm just here to help. I'm trying to help you guys because... I read a lot and I see a lot that you guys are going through with your health care. And as I stated before, no one should be discriminated against. Health care is not a privilege for some. It is a right for all. And I'm here to help. And um, like I stated before... I'm reading up on the challenges that are out there for for you guys. And I would be remiss coming from a medical background to sit in silence. So if I can help any way I can by getting the word out about what's going on within your community, as far as health care and the challenges you guys face, I'm here to help. That's all. And for those who will give me feedback like I had before on my social media for posting to pictures of two transsexual women who were murdered due to hate and racism. Look, I want to tell you this, and this time I will say it for the last time. Um, I am a daughter of a PK. My father was a PK preacher's kid. We were brought up in a home where we did not discriminate against anyone. No, we didn't. If 
you were hungry, you got fed if you were thirsty, you got something to drink if you needed help, if you needed clothing. My parents did that. And um, were there transgender people that my sisters went to high school with? Or gay people that my sisters went to high school with? Yes. Um, and did they come over to our house? Yes. And how did my parents treat them? Like everybody else, come on in here. And my mother, first thing, she would say, you hungry, baby? You want something to eat? And they would call her mother. And they say, yes, mama, if you don't mind, mother. And she would feed you. You know, um, my sister would take them to the room for makeup tips. You know, they went to high school together. My father, we didn't grow up discriminating against anybody, hating anybody. So when I told my sister, I said, she asked me, what was I working on? And I told her, I said, I'm concerned about the transgender, transsexual, and the LGBTQ community and the healthcare needs. And she said, they have always been considered the underdogs in society. And I told her, I know. And I don't like that. And um, she asked me, she said, are you going to bring it to light? And I said, yes. But I said, I don't want to offend them by any means. Um, and I'm trying not to offend anybody. I may not know the correct terminology, but I tried to learn. Um, I don't discriminate. Like I said, this podcast is all inclusive because we are all in this fight trying to survive with our health issues and healthcare coverage, making sure we have the proper coverage to take care of our needs. So I hope that I have enlightened those in some kind of way that, yes, transsexual women, from what science states, can develop lupus from taking HRT, hormone therapy, medications on a long-term basis. But my question is to the medical community and to science, is there a possibility that before transitioning over to female that these women already had shown signs and symptoms of lupus and no one took heed 
when seen. That's just that's just it for me. I'm here to help, and I hope I brought clarification in some kind of way, knowing that, yes, long-term hormone replacement therapy for transsexual women can develop lupus. And I hope that I help bring that to further light. But like I said, I wish science and the medical community would delve into it much further because we all have medical issues. But I'm especially concerned about how this group would handle it if they didn't know that, oh, why are my joints are aching? Why is my hair falling out like this? Why is I why am I losing weight? We all know that you cannot box everyone together when it comes to lupus. Lupus is not a one size fits all illness. Your symptoms are going to be different from the next person to the next person. And someone needs to explain that. If you have not already explained it to transsexual women, that long-term hormone therapy use can cause lupus. So there you go. There you have it. I call it drug-induced lupus. So stick with me and we'll be talking about the Bed Bath & Beyond giveaway. All right, all right, it's time for the giveaway rules, okay? This is for the Bed Bath & Beyond gift card giveaway. This is not sponsored by Bed Bath & Beyond. Let me say that first, and let me also say no purchase is necessary to enter and win the my story living with lupus podcast gift card giveaway better known as contest is sponsored by my story living with lupus podcast which simply means i pay for it with my own money all right eligibility open only to U.S. residents, 21 years of age or older, only one member per household. How to enter? To enter, navigate to https colon forward slash forward slash my story living with lupus.com that's our website 
register on the website. If you're not already, you have to register. Go over to the form. There exists two form conversation starter. Choose either one that suits you and reply to the questions on the form. Enter between 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6-26-2020. Contest ends 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, July 2nd. 2020. The winner will be revealed on July 3rd, 2020, which that individual will receive the Bed Bath gift card via U.S. mail. And let me also make this disclaimer. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we all know that the mail would be running slow. So what I need for you to do is include a valid email address that a picture of the receipt showing that it was mailed to you can be sent to you for you to track. That's it. I thank you so much for joining me today on my story, Living with Lupus. And remember this, may you always walk in sunshine. May you never want for more that is an Irish blessing I'm Susan Hendricks may you have a most peaceful relaxful and oh so blessed weekend don't forget about the gift card giveaway I'll see you next week for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus.